Oh, I kind of felt like I was flipping through the dials on a trip through the southwest on my radio. What, what the heck was all that? Oh, that was different languages saying something about today, uh-huh. tomorrow. Happy New Year. Um, I am the pop of the show and she is the J. It is New Year's Eve today. And if all goes according to plans, which it never, ever does, then this episode will be posted on the first day of 2016. Woo! That's all up to that's all up to Jess, though. I am definitely not the post-production person. Well, what better way to say goodbye to 2015 than what we're going to do here, which is revisiting some of the most important happenings during this trip we just took around the sun, eh? Wait a minute. I thought the sun went around us. Geocentrist, damn you. Uh Uh, Yeah, so I guess what we're saying is we really don't have enough material for a, quote, best of show just yet, but we're still being, we were still being us long before we started actually recording it, so maybe we'll just revisit with everyone some of the events that we discussed off the air and play some clips to help contextualize things. And I see this as a lazy way to get an episode in the can while remaining true. Yep. While remaining true to the hackneyed device of a quote, new year show. Wait, that was a little cynical. I'll, I'll work on that. I'll rein it in. Yeah, seriously. Uh, we are doing just some cheesy top 10 list here, uh, mainly because pop nicks the idea, but instead we're going (laughs) to ponder and reflect on some of the big moments of 2015 and not just moments, but big biggies of 2015. Well, And and the good thing is, Uh, A lot of our big moments uh, sort of crossed over into what most people would consider big moments. And probably our biggest moment, I think, maybe what we need to come out of the gate with is, has been our biggest moment since September 17th of the previous year, 2014, and that is Felix. Felix Matthew, Felix Matthew, where are you? Oh, don't make me cry. The year began and ended with our entire family's fascination and many other people too. We developed so many uh, wonderful people that got involved with Felix while he was in the NICU. Uh, This year began just like last year ended with us being utterly fascinated and held captive by Felix Magnus, the boy who lived 
my first grandson, uh, Arthur and Alicia's little boy. This little guy has had quite a year, fresh out of the, the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit in Colorado Springs. He settled in at one grandma's house there in Colorado. Then he went on an amazing journey that Alicia documented in written form across the sea before coming to the other grandparents' house, uh, mine, here in Nevada. And now, a few days ago, back to Colorado in time for the new year. What a year that little dude had. My sister-in-law, Alicia, Felix's mom, and I worked for months and months and months on a book. She had this idea that she wanted to make a book for Felix to remind him when he, as he grows up of how hard the beginning of his life was. So she wrote this really heartfelt, beautiful story, and I illustrated it. Felix the Mighty. Once upon a time in heaven far away, a little boy spoke to God. God, if I may, can I meet my mom and dad just a little early? I can't wait to laugh and play. God said, you will face hard times and you will be very sick. Your parents are there for you. I was careful in my pick. Down to earth the little boy went. He came just how he was meant. Straight to his mother and father is where he was sent. Mama just knew something was wrong. Though she had no real problems or pain, she went to the doctor to make sure her baby was still growing strong. Doc said, we must get him out. He's in distress. There's no time to explain. Papa was away at work. Mama felt all alone. She began to lose her breath and cry uncontrollably. Nurses said, you must breathe even though the outcome is unknown. Jesus' face appeared, reminding her to trust in him solely. He's now just starting to walk. He took like 12 steps yesterday. Ah! Wait, not a 12-step program, I hope. Well, he is a Grinstead, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's our surname. So I, I don't suppose I could, if I tried, overstate how incredible it has been to have Alicia and Felix with us for months. Oh, living. yeah. Um, we had moments in there where the entire family was here. Those are becoming rare. And yeah. it's just an amazing thing. We, we sat in church on Christmas, and Felix was oh, quite the little gentleman dressed in his vest and his turtleneck. Turtleneck. Yeah. And anyway, being so good and uh, practicing his walking. and But I looked down the, the pew and... Our family took up the entire pew. Mm-hmm. We were all together. And, and I said to Terry, uh, I reminded her that when we started in 1983, <laughs> uh, everything we owned after we got married fit in the back of a Z28 Camaro, mm-hmm. which, we, which we drove from Colorado to Washington, D.C., my first duty station in the Marine Corps. Everything we owned fit in that car. And we still had a little space in there, actually. And and now I look at our house and your house and everyone's house and all, all of us in one pew, and it's amazing. And then I think of my mom and dad, and they are literally uh, 20 times bigger. It's just crazy. Well, so that's Felix, and that's our family, and we'll talk more about our family. In fact, going on to the next big event, I think think speaking of being in the pew on one side of me was my husband and on the other side of me was my sister Rachel's husband Taylor and I was thinking as they were both singing they both have lovely singing voices and I was thinking these boys were not Catholic and now they are both very good Catholics and 
Our family is awesome. So, anyways, staying the course uh, on this rocket ship tank arc, depending on the day, that is our family, uh, we have to discuss another huge event of 2015. That was the wedding of the century. Uh, Rachel and Taylor Thomas, the Hobbit wedding to end all weddings. Take it away, Liz. Yeah, that was the entrance music that they played that I didn't know they were going to play. And if you don't recognize that, shame. Shame. Shame on you. Shame. Deep shame. And let me just tell you, just echoing in the chambers of that church, I I missed, because we live about three hours away from where uh, the wedding was, so I was not able to get there the day before for the rehearsal, and I did not have any clue that Liz was going to play that. And Yeah, and The Lord of the Rings is such an important film, f- book, I just concept for Rachel and I and our whole family. And I was just weeping, oh my gosh, as I heard her just... I think everyone was. That was that was a moment. That was one of those moments that pulls you outside of time for a minute. And <sighs> you just... Yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe that. It was, it was quite incredible. We have the video of it. it. It was right when I was walking Rachel down the aisle... Was, yeah, it was quite a moment too. Oh, but yeah, what a, what an event that was! What a great event the the rehearsal dinner the night before, and then the oh the reception was just just so amazing with both families and um and then those two wacky kids to blow all of us away with when they announced to us that they're um we're going to Rome for our honeymoon. <laughs> And the the shock of that had barely settled, and they're over in Rome, and we start getting pictures of this kindly-looking little old man dressed in white holding their hands and putting hands on them and blessing them. And, yeah, I'm talking— Il Papa! Il Papa, Pope Francis. They met they the Pope. met him. They There's a, a ceremony that happens at the Vatican— and you sign up for it and you show up in your in your wedding clothes after you're married and you get a special blessing from the pope well they not only got that but they got called up for a personal audience and the pictures are just nothing short of amazing i can't even imagine rachel's face i've never seen her face look like that it was just pure sublime it is incredible yeah it's called sposi novelli and Taylor is the one who like found out about it, I guess. And I, the, when those kids put their minds to something, they put us all to shame. Like I have always been terrible with money, 
And when I found out that they had just happened to save up enough and with their little part-time jobs that they had to pay for without any credit cards, just pay flat out for this trip to Rome, I could not be more proud of them. They're just, man, they're awesome human beings, inspirational and... Yeah, they're cute, adorable little... They've moved into their house that they bought now, and of course, we should say that after Rome, we found out that little Rachel is going to have a little baby Thomas. Yes, and then the rest of the shoe drops later after an ultrasound, and she's Princess Thomas. He's a girl. We've got a boy and a girl in the family now. So this is what you would call... Uh, meteoric, this Rachel Taylor thing. The wedding was in May. They went to Rome at the end of May. They come back. They find out that they're with child. Um, Taylor's new job takes them to Winnemucca. They buy a house. I didn't buy a house until I was 30. They're in their early 20s. They bought a house, a beautiful house in Winnemucca with a great yard. Um, they have a dog now. His name's Obi. They have a turtle named Vlad. Love that turtle. And they have this gorgeous little blind cat named Merida, who's one of my favorite creatures on earth. So this whole thing with them, it's weird. Uh, they, they, it's like they've been together forever because they have, but they just fast track their life. And it's just so amazing. <laughs> it's almost, when you think about it, it's, it's almost like one year ago right now, they were not married. Rachel was still here at the house. and Just go figure, huh? You can accomplish so much in a year, and so many people just, myself included, I just the years fly by. And it's not that I'm not doing things, but they, they're just so pragmatic while still being whimsical and kind. And, uh, man, they're a very good story. So, Yes, they're definitely uh, a close second to the, the Felix thing. Sorry, he's still got it. But I have a feeling that 2016 might just be the year of the princess. Yeah. Oh, geez, aren't you a, aren't you a lefty? She's not a real princess until we can see her. It's still Rachel's choice. What? Oh, dear Lord. I forgot <laughs> about that. That's right. She is a, a conglomeration of cells that may or may not be wanted, but are definitely parasitic. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Are, well yeah we could talk about rachel and taylor forever nah i'm done okay let's get on to uh something else pretty big i don't know what about you 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 had a pretty big year me yeah uh i had a big year in the sense that a lot of things happened in the year Mm -hmm. some of them involving me many of them uh not and me just being an observer but uh personally i changed careers well technically i did that in 2014 but yeah so that was interesting well this year we have a little clip we can play from your graduation Um, Uh, oh yes from the reno police department officer kurt brinstead So there you go. Listen to you being all awesome. How many times have you changed careers? How many graduations have you attended? Oh, the 
graduations have been endless because within each career there are many graduations from different training such as the life of a sheepdog and that's my third sheepdog career uh marine corps and then federal law enforcement stuff nuclear weapons protection and now just a local beat cop uh, one of the most amazing jobs a person could ever have i will tell you this there is no job like this in the world you do not know what is going to happen at any given moment on any given day you go from zero to a hundred literally and figuratively um, you can go from sitting somewhere idle and all of a sudden you've got your gun out or you're driving a hundred plus miles an hour to get somewhere so you can pull your gun out when you get there or you're helping someone uh, with some problem in their life trying to help them or you're watching someone die or you're getting there after someone died or it's it's it is the roller coaster of all roller coasters whoever has a disparaging thing to say about police officers in general is an idiot well yeah if you have a beef with uh, a particular police officer who does something wrong I do too I've seen plenty of that um, because we're human beings but anyone who has this 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 poisonous thing that's starting to spread it seems like are spreading uh disparaging law enforcement in general are idiots they're just idiots what would we do without the cops who are you going to call you ghostbusters call ghostbusters man well the, and we can't talk about this big life altering career switch without mentioning that we're also in the year of black lives matter and this ever-worsening onslaught by the leftist media and just rabble-rousers and activists. And, and, of course, it's all coming under the reign of this president who d- doesn't do anything really to stop it, does, never does anything to, to lessen it. But uh, Quite the opposite, my friend. Yeah, the... Doking the fires. And that's what he's always done because he's been a community organizer. And agitator. And that's what that means. Community the agitator. Alinsky tactics. Uh, but it's it's scary that you decided to jump into this at such a time as, as these. Well, I'll tell you this. There are people, whatever the media might be portraying in general, the vast majority of people in this country and definitely in my city um, appreciate law enforcement and do not hold these feelings. They understand exactly where they would be without law enforcement. And it's not a me thing. I, I had the exact same feelings two years ago, five years ago, when I was uh, enforcing federal laws and not local laws. It, it, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. You either have a nation of laws or you don't. And without somebody at the gate and on the wall, those laws will go un, unheeded and chaos will ensue and the strong will sweep over the weak and crush them. And this is as old as humankind. It is as old as humankind. Orwell said, "We sleep. you sleep safely in your beds at night because rough men stand ready to do violence on your behalf. And that's a very close exact. I do not have it in front of me. But um, that is the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is the weak and the regular people who are just trying to live their lives cannot protect themselves from the wolves. And the wolves are everywhere. 
They're everywhere. And every time the sheepdog is not around, the wolf comes. That is the nature of life in human nature. Well, and I heard so many idiotic professors and, of course, thousands of idiotic peers in college that thought anarchy would have been preferable to what we have and that it's already a police state anyway. So, and, 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 you know, you think about some of these horrible areas like Chicago and the gang just onslaught and, and I don't know, it's just, anyways, you are part of that thin blue line. And at least after nine 11, I remember the nation rallied and, Hopefully we'll get back to that if we have a President Cruz or President Trump. Whoa, we're not going straight to that, are we? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty huge. <laughs> let me let me just one one final thing on the whole police officer topic. Um, what I learned, what I have learned, and what I continue to learn is there is no one who values your constitutional rights more than the average trained police officer. And our training, our constant training, not just the academy, but ongoing, is all about legal authority, legal authority, legal authority. The most vexing thing in our minds on any given call, the first thing is always, is there, do we need to be here? Is there a crime? If there's not a crime, if it's a civil thing, we'll tell people this is a civil matter and we'll leave because we're not inserting ourselves in areas where we do not have authority to do so. Um, as far as going into someone's residence or even into their car or their pocket or their purse, there is a Fourth Amendment and we live and die by that. We do not do anything like that lightly. Um, every decision we make, we first have to consider the person's constitutional rights and we do to a fault sometimes to the detriment of our investigation actually often to the detriment if it were truly a police state then we would just be kicking in doors without warrants and just doing what we want to do and trust me uh, nothing could be further from the tr- from from the truth so uh just for the the great low information population that thinks that cops do whatever they want you are so sadly mistaken um and and by the way case law in the supreme court and and the other courts will show you when cops do make mistakes, the courts hammer us for it. In fact, we have every cop has this fear of being in case law. And there's so many cops are there's there's police officers from my department that are currently working that are in case law because of things they've done. Uh, some good and some the wrong decisions. So um, we are held to account. We do take it seriously, and it's actually the biggest part of our job is ensuring that we don't trample on people's rights. And that's enough of that. Well, okay. Yeah, we've got a lot to go into. But anyway, anybody who looks at what you deal with every day and doesn't give you respect is an idiot. Let's go on to something lighter. Yes. um, And by lighter, I I really do mean heavier also. I mean, I'm going to talk about, and you're going to talk about, what I think is like one of the greatest movies ever made. And it came out this year. It is a film from Pixar and it's called Inside Out directed by Pete Docter. And it is just an amazing, amazing film. I'm going to play a clip right here. So listen up. So Riley, how was the first day of school? Fine, I guess. 
you guys pick up on that? She oh, did. Wow. Something's wrong. Signal the husband. <clears throat> Uh-oh. She's looking at us. What did she say? Oh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What is it, woman? What? I'm joy. This is sadness. That's anger. What? This is disgust. Uh, and that's fear. <laughs> We're Riley's emotions. These are Riley's memories. They're mostly happy, you'll notice, not to brag. I wanted to maybe hold one. What happened? Sadness. She did something to the memory. Is everything okay? I don't know. Take it back, Joy. Great. Joy, no, Let's wait. Go. The core memories. Ah! No, 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 no. Can I say that curse word now? We have a major problem. Oh, I wish Joy was here. We can fix this. We just have to get back to headquarters. That's long-term memory. You could get lost in there. Think positive. Okay. I'm positive you will get lost in there. I looked out this morning. What was that? Was it a bear? There are no bears in San Francisco. I saw a really hairy guy. He looked like a bear. Place is huge. Imagination land? No way. Dream Productions? Rainbow Unicorn. She's right there. I loved you in Fairy Dream Adventure Part 7. Okay, bye. I love you. You can't focus on what's going wrong. There's always a way to turn things around. It's Brockley. Congratulations, San Francisco. You've ruined pizza. Yeah, so it's it's just a bizarre concept. It's starring the emotions of a of a of a young girl and it could it just there's so many ways it could have gone and it, it just I think it just went beautifully and it was a labor of such intense love for Pete Doctor but also it's just it took 5 years and I think it's the just Shows you how far we've come, not just in animation, but also just in storytelling. We're getting to the point where we're now going inside of somebody's head. And I don't know. What do you think? What are your thoughts about Inside Out? Well, I'll tell you this. I watched it the first time at the theater. And I thought it was just a really good show, really good movie. But I watched it again kind of recently, maybe a month month or so ago month and a half ago, uh, with my youth group at our church, we watched, we had movie night and we watched it. And the second time was so much better than the first time. I, I guess it's because it's, it's such a brilliant concept that it kind of goes by you, the novelty of it when you watch it the first time. Cause it, for the 1% of people who have not seen this movie, all the characters in it, uh, as they're dealing with the storyline, uh, we get to go inside their heads and see their thought process. And their thought process is actually populated by all of the different emotions. And each of them is a little character, joy and anger and et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, the people that, that made this movie 
have spent a lot of time, a lot of some of the writers and contributors there. I'm, I'm taking, uh, I've been taking classes on mindfulness from a nationally known lady that teaches these concepts. And she introduced us to so many different books and, and speakers and writers. And, and several of them were involved in the making of this. And these are people who are in the human business. They're in the, in the business of psychology and uh, mental wellness and stuff like that. So they, they really knew what they were doing. But they made it in such a funny, uh, brilliant, brilliant, funny, funny way that it just that's why people love it so much because it's not boring psychobabble. It's it's actually putting into character all of these emotions. Crazy, crazy good movie. Yeah, I mean it got it got really great reviews just for its inventiveness, and I got to see um, John Lasseter discuss intro the film and he said John Lester's the the um CEO of Pixar and he s- said like he got emotional even just introing it saying like this film is the most important film maybe we've ever made because we're talking finally about real humans and in studying animation you learn that like you want to make emotion films like you need to move the audience so actually st- having the emotions themselves be the characters and then having to create arcs that are not like if you ever, and I, if anybody did enjoy the film, I really recommend seeing some of the bonus features that, that accompany the, the Blu-ray or on iTunes as well. And just seeing Pete doctor talking, bashing his head against the wall, talking about how difficult it was to create this arc for joy because you know, it's hard to not have a one-note character when, like, literally they're one note. Anyways, there's just so much I could talk about. I, I thought the film was brilliant. And I, I thought also The Good Dinosaur was brilliant. But no. um, the inside, but Inside Out is just a very, very unique film. I had to bring it up. Besides Pete Docter, I mean, he's just, he's one of my heroes and... He just hit it out of the park. He's 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 brilliant. So yeah, th- this th- we could go on. Uh, yeah, go see it. Great movie. Speaking of great movies, mm-hmm. and you will have to take a beating for this. I cannot to this. I cannot believe you have not seen this movie. Hey, you haven't seen Good Dinosaur. That's why we can't talk about it. Well, okay, Good Dinosaur is actually still in theaters, so I still have a chance. This true. movie is not true. True, and you are a knucklehead for not seeing this movie. Uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron, the next step in the whole Marvel arc. Um, here's a clip. I was designed to save the world. People would look to the sky and see hope. I'll take that from them first. There's only one path to peace. Their extinction. I tried to create a suit of armor around the world. But I created something terrible. Artificial intelligence. It's called the Ultron Program. I'm sick of watching people pay for our mistakes. Isn't why we fight so we can end the fight and go home? Well, you amazingly failed. 
nothing but our wit and our will to save the world. So stand and fight. No way we all get through this. I got no plans tomorrow night. I'm always picking up after you, boys. We can tear them apart. From the inside. You can do! <laughs> okay, so you haven't seen it, so we won't do spoilers and all that. I'm sure you are less than the 1%. But I'll say this, James Spader is the voice of Ultron, the evil robot. He's amazing. <laughs> the performance, I wish they took these movies seriously at Academy Award time because his performance in this movie was breathtaking. So good. So good. It's a great addition to the, the Marvel Universe. A lot of the stuff they did in it, uh, I'm, as you know, I am a thorough comic book geek grew up with it it's how i learned how to read and and write and understand concepts that exceed most human thinking from comic books and specifically marvel and dc but avengers were one of my favorites the character that comes to life in this movie the vision one of the oldies from the 70s uh love that character they did it right he looks right uh pretty much his origin is right so I don't have a lot of beefs with this movie. I know it's leading toward the whole Captain America Civil War thing, which I'm ambivalent about right now. But anyway, great movie. Uh, highly recommended. If you haven't seen it, <clears throat> like my daughter. <clears throat> I don't know why I didn't see it. There's just so many films. And I feel Get like it. the superhero like film phenomenon right now is like so in your face. It's like, I don't know what to see or what not to see. But honestly, the Captain America... Films have been my favorites, and the Avengers movies have been my favorites, and Iron Man's really good too. So, um, I don't know why I didn't go see Age of Ultron. I think I was just working. I worked in uh, Disneyland with some of the Avengers, just so you know. Oh, yes, you did. That's right. I have a picture on my wall, actually, that one of my all time favorite photos of you and Cap- little Anna with Captain America wishing yeah. me a happy birthday. They and it's a big deal at Disney. I mean, this because Disney has bought the rights to Marvel, and it is it's a big. You mean Disney, the white slave owners? Uh, what? That's what that's what George Lucas called them. <laughs> he said he sold Star Wars to the the white slavers at Disney. Well, why did he say that? Was he just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I guess Star Wars would have to be the bigger acquisition, at least seemingly right now, because. They're expanding Disneyland so crazy big for Star Wars land and all, but Marvel is definitely a great big deal, and it's their their new location where you can meet and greet Captain America and um, Spider-Man and uh, Thor is really cool, and it's just... It's neat to see kids so excited about superheroes, because as we've talked about before on our Saints episode, superheroes Uh, are really, there's nothing but good there for kids. I think it's good for them to have heroes, and it it leads into them hopefully appreciating law enforcement. Well, maybe. Nice plug for our episode of 
God's superheroes and talking about the correlation between saints and superheroes. If you've not listened to that, especially you, guy in Hawaii, I know you're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, go listen to it. Uh, okay, and movies that we could probably go on. There's a lot of movies. I haven't seen a whole lot this year, but speaking of superheroes, how about if we take just a moment to cover one superhero known as Peyton Manning? Uh, yeah, Peyton Manning. That's been a big part of our lives, this, our life this year. It looks like he may be a superhero because he's taking human growth hormone. Just kidding. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's funny the the year started for our team. Uh, what seven and zero? Oh, I think. Yeah. It wasn't eight. I think Se- it's seven and zero. Oh. Seven and zero. Oh. So, yeah, seven and zero. Oh, and in spite of Peyton Manning, we were seven and zero oh, because. Uh, for some of us that watched the way last year ended and could tell right away that something was wrong and the way he was, was playing this year in several of the games, those of us who pay attention and, and don't just react with, Oh look, he's old. No, it's not that he's old. It's not that he's old. It's that he's hurt. And because he is uh, a superhero and all of that, he absolutely, had his fatal flaw being like most of us pride and ego. He kept playing when he shouldn't have period. He had in the game where he broke, uh, the all time yardage record from Brett Favre in that game. It turned out to be, even though he set an all time NFL record, it turned out to be the worst game he's ever played in his life. And it's yeah. all because he was injured and it's all because his pride and, and all of that. Uh, no, I got to play. I got to play. He actually wound up hurting his team. By playing and uh, and he still hasn't. He was one game away from uh, beating beating the all time most games won record or whatever. Yeah, he needs one. He needs one. He's tied right now with mm-hmm. 186, and he needs one more. So, well, so we go on to the new generation, the Robin to his Batman. And, Rob- and it's odd it, it, that you correlate that because in the in the comics, in some versions, uh, Dick Grayson. Uh, wound up becoming Nightwing, and and other times he actually assumed the mantle of the bat, and so that's kind of what you see uh, going on here. Brock Osweiler worked under Peyton for three years. Yeah, I love Brock Osweiler's first game against the Bears when his parent, the Bears, right? I think that was his first game. Yeah, and his parents are so cute. They they couldn't get a plane ticket. And to Chicago. Well, their, their planes got canceled because of the awful weather. Yeah, it was horrible. Snow and, you know, winter. And so they drove, like, overnight, like, 12 hours or something, just so they would see him play, and he just did great. And the clip I'm going to play, I think, is a little compilation from my favorite game so far this year. Well, I don't know, because... Uh, I bet I know which one that is. Yeah, this is from when the Broncos beat the undefeated, cheating Patriots. Take a look at Brock's numbers on the night. 263. Through the air with a touchdown and one pick. Goes to every one of his games. Dad and mom bought the 43-yard line. Anderson swings around the outside for a gain of two. It's a complete mess right now. Second and eight. Over the middle. Caught. A yard shy of the first down. Set a toss. Anderson, he'll get it. And plenty more. She's in. Is going to go all the way, and the Denver Broncos win the game. Uh, 
Anderson, that gives him 113 yards on the night. <laughs> Osweiler threw for 270. Yeah, so that's a good one. Um, in overtime. In overtime. I, well, speaking of overtime, this last week's game against the Bengals was Ooh. killer. <laughs> hey, wait, okay, here's a trivia for you. What is it about this game that we just had on Monday Night Football against the Bengals for all the marbles? Uh, what is it about that game that's similar to that, that Patriots clip that you just played? Both were thanks to uh, Emmanuel in overtime. Uh, well, actually, it was C.J. Anderson. I mean, C.J. Anderson. I'm sorry, C.J. Anderson. In yeah, overtime. the running back, he ripped off that 50-yard run in overtime to win, and during the Bengals game, he had, I think, a 40-yard touchdown run yeah. to tie the game, and... It's amazing because you don't, you know, it used to be a couple years ago, it was Peyton Manning this, Peyton Manning that, Peyton this, Peyton that. And now you've got the defense and these these unlikely heroes like Brock Osweiler and C.J. Anderson that come out. And it shows you how we've gone from uh, the one guy to a, a true team. And that's why I think more than anything, the Broncos this year have a solid chance at going Well, we, we had three really rough games where – we didn't score a single point in the second half, so two. huh? Two in a row. Two, well, two. three we we three games in a row. We didn't score in the second half. We won one of those. We lost two of those. This, this, this yeah, two. it's true. There have been some low lows, but this, but they're growing. And we'll see, yeah, we'll see. But anyways, that's our Broncos little. Blur. Yeah, and we probably uh, as we get toward the end of the year and this and this this episode how could we not talk about the year of trump and politics and all of that uh it definitely we i started to say earlier it's disney's world and we all just live in it but really this year it's kind of been trump's world yeah here's and, a clip of uh trump we are led by very very stupid people very, very stupid people. We cannot let it continue. We are a country that owes $19 trillion. We lose everywhere. We lose militarily. We can't beat ISIS. Give me a break. We can't beat anybody. Our vets are being treated horribly. It will change. We will have so much winning if I get elected that you may get bored with winning. Believe me, I agree. You'll never get bored with winning. We never get bored. What do you say? I am I mean, so you... tired of winning. I am so sick of winning. <laughs> <laughs> he's changed everything. I mean, he's just every single election cycle it's the same thing it's this candidate Futurama spoofed it so well jo John Jeffrey Jefferson running against Jeff Johnson or whatever just <laughs> always the same like candidate like it doesn't matter like we have a Republican House and Senate right now and you wouldn't know anything's changed like there's nothing different in government and then it's not just that just politics in general this Oh, Mark Stein is so funny talking about how offended everyone is by Trump saying schlonged and we're living. Do you know, you know, do you know who does not care if you're offended? Trump. Trump. <laughs> he's like, care. he just, he's so much like Rush Limbaugh in a, a lot of ways to me. He reminds me so much oh. of him. And 
They're just very both. I mean, as far as not, you know, you just in that one respect dismantling yeah. what what has been. Totally this, cool. Oh, it's it should be this way. And um, but there's one, you know. So right now, as we speak, the front runners uh, uh, nationally for the Republican Party are Trump, resoundingly almost forty in some polls. Cruz is next at like nineteen or whatever, depending on. Which poll you you check? So those two guys, um, and those two are definitely nowhere near the uh, quote unquote establishment Republicans' ideals. The idea well, of either of those guys. To me, to me, Ted Cruz is first of all, full disclosure, he is definitely my guy, and he has been for a long time. Um, Ted Cruz is the thinking man's Trump. You want somebody that'll stand up to the nitwittery? It's Ted Cruz. You want somebody that will battle political correctness? Also Ted Cruz. You want somebody that will uh, get us back to the Constitution? That's only Ted Cruz. I I, I actually worry about Donald Trump. Uh, we've got one dictator now, Mr. Obama, saying I have a pen and a phone and I'll do things my way. Um, Trump is saying the same thing, but a lot of people on our side like it because this this dictator is saying things that we like right now. But the whole point of, of our system is we don't have a dictator. We have a constitution. And so Ted Cruz memorized the constitution. He knows it by heart, literally. He's, he's actually recited it. And he did that because it matters to him in a way that it doesn't matter to most of these other candidates. He actually cares about getting us back to where we need to be as a country. Yeah, I'll play a clip right here. It's my favorite to, I would say it's my favorite clip of 2015 of all the things in the world. Well, tied with Liz playing the violin. Um, <laughs> it is Ted Cruz dismantling these CNBC quote unquote, oh. quote unquote journalists. This uh, debate, the whole the debate is a thing of absolute beauty. And uh, this clip in particular, just he just owns it. So here it is. This is not a cage match. And you look at the questions. Donald Trump, are you a comic book villain? Ben Carson, can you do math? John Kasich, will you insult two people over here? Marco Rubio, why don't you resign? Jeb Bush, why have your numbers fallen? How about talking about the substantive issues people care about? finished yet. The contrast with the Democratic debate, where every fawning question from the media was, which of you is more handsome I, and wise? <laughs> so this is and a let question me be about clear. the dead limit, which you, you have 30 seconds left to answer, should you choose to do so. <clears throat> let me be clear. The men and women on this stage have more ideas, more experience, more common sense than every participant in the Democratic debate that debate reflected a debate between the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks. <laughs> and nobody watching at home believes that any of the moderators has any intention of voting in a Republican primary. So, yeah, yes, Ted, Ted Cruz yes, is yes, my yes. guy, too. I mean, I'm a card-carrying Ted Cruz supporter. I like, ben, is, I like ben Carson. I, I like Carly Fiorina. I like... Yeah, I like any of them over. I, I like that, how Huckabee the says, Huckabee in the debates has a few times has shown that uh, spirit of any of us 
is 10 times better than what we have now. Like at the, in that Trump clip where he says, we, I love that part where he says, uh, we are being led by stupid, stupid people. We all constantly feel that way. And here is the guy who's now being at least taken seriously as a candidate because they have to finally take him seriously saying that because mm -hmm. it's true. And so any of any of the ones on our side with with the exception of uh, Kasich and his Kung Fu Fists of Fury uh, yeah, and Jeb Bush and, and, and probably Christie because they're all just basically Democrats. Um, except for those three, everybody else that's out there is a marked improvement. Oh, I'd take Jeb, as as Huckabee said, six days a week and twice on Sunday over the pantsuit. Hillary Wait, Huckabee said that about Trump. I know, he did, but I'm saying that about any of them. I mean, oh, yeah, Jeb, yeah. Jeb over the pantsuit, yes. Well, but again, you know, it's it's we either take the fast track to hell with Hillary or a slightly slower track to hell with... I don't know where we'll go with Hillary. She is terrifying. I can't believe that our nation is seriously considering putting Bill Clinton... Anywhere near that White House again? It's, it's just an odd. That the, the anyone that votes for that woman uh, to me is has got a serious mental disorder because she is uh, absolutely proven to be a liar. She's currently under investigation by the FBI for all of the the stuff with her server and and all of these other things. She, Anybody? She's got so much blood on her hands. Ugh. Yeah, we could. There's a whole show in itself right there. But the politics, the politics were big, and they're going to be even bigger. We're going into uh, a presidential election year, a leap year, and uh, what a year this is going to be. And our nation, really, we do we make a big deal out of the presidency. Probably way more big of a deal than it was ever anticipated to be. But such is life. Well, and then then one in and behaves like a true honest to god banana republic dictator like we've had for the last 7 years and you see the damage that 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 has wrought and you see the elections really do have consequences they really do and when the opposition party with quotes around it uh sarcastic quotes the opposition party does nothing to stop this dictator our country is on the verge right now and if we don't make a major change in the executive leadership this year, a major change. We are, I, I, I don't even know. I, I just don't even, we always say this is the most important election. I cannot conceive of a time when it was more important that, that our ship has taken on so much water. We are lilting to the, the port side right now and about to go under unless we get somebody on the starboard side. Uh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, starboard is right and port is left. But enough. We, we, we probably need to start wrapping this up. Yes. Um, I di I'm not including it, but along with all that, I should mention that I didn't think of it till just now, but a huge part of 2015 has been the Planned Parenthood videos too. So just know that we do consider those to be very important for uh, 2015. How could, yeah, how could anything be more that was important a, than yeah. genocide? Okay, so... But to wrap to wrap up, the things we talked about... Uh, for 2015 are all going to be huge parts of 2016. There's going to be big movies. Mm -hmm. uh, the Rachel Taylor saga will continue. We didn't even get into Anna and her adventures and how she's going to try to get back to Anna or she is going to get back to Anaheim mm -hmm. in 2016. All the work that mom has done in our house and the home improvement and 
uh, all the things that are going to continue and, and, and go on into 2016. Your politics. wiener dog, Doug. We didn't even talk about it. Your wiener dog, Doug. Well, that's because we're going to do a whole show on Doug, and that's Ooh. D-U-G, Doug. And, yes, there's a tie to Pixar. He's named after the dog in. Uh, Up. I was getting there. I was taking you Sorry. off. It's hard being old. Mm-hmm. All right. My dad always said getting old is not for sissies. He did say that a lot, and he is so right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thanks for uh, the listen, wh- whoever made it this far. Yeah, hope you enjoyed our little rehash of 2015. Obviously, there's so much more. And, you know, next year we'll just, we'll have so many episodes. We'll do a best of show at the end of next year. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it will be so awesome that you'll be tired of the awesomeness. We're going to, there's so much winning. You're going to be so tired <laughs> of all of the winning. All right, and I will be out on the streets in a couple of hours for New Year's Eve in downtown Reno, and I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be crazy and wild and wooly, and I love my job. So for everyone out there. God bless America. God bless everyone, and keep moving forward into 2016.